Hello, and welcome to the TOVG podcast. I'm here with my fellow, 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 fellow friends, Jimmy Belokoff. Oh, I, I missed the opportunity to say Blowokoff. And Gorg Weedman, who's currently coughing his lungs out. I can't. We apologize for George. Yes, yeah. See, you have to keep it in. You have to be professional, man. You have to be professional. I'm keeping I, it in right now. I got like a, yeah, a crazy no. cough right now. I just, decided just to it. give it to you because I'm dying over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing just fine. Thanks for asking. Uh, <laughs> I know. Jimmy, See, why? Oh, sorry. <laughs> why are you not sick, Jimmy? Is it because you didn't go to sick fest? Yeah, it's because I didn't go to MAGFest like all of the cool, fun people, and instead I stayed where I lived. And you met Jonathan Blow. I actually didn't. Wow. I'm surprised you guys didn't even hear from anybody. Okay, that's funny. Um, So, welcome to the TOVG podcast, first of all. Uh, I figured since... The today's February what twenty twenty six twenty fifth well twenty sixth well, for the people listening twenty six yeah 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 twenty fifth for recording twenty sixth listening because we always record on Thursdays we always upload on Fridays as we've been doing for two years <laughs> anyway um so yeah so in the past weekend right uh, I went to the Orbit Play live stream event yes uh which was fun it was very fun. Um, so what it, what it was is this company, Orbit Play, organized this thing where I guess they got together with Humble Bundle, and so it ended up being a charity thing, and it was like, they got like 46 indie games or something to show off, and what ended up happening was they did like this triple live stream where you can go to YouTube Gaming and like click on any of the three streams in a single stream overlay thing, and you could just like flip between them whenever you want, which is pretty cool. Um... But I guess the other two streams kind of like got first dibs on the games. So they cleaned out like like 40 games from the list to show off. So that left our stream with like six, which ended up being the best thing in the world because uh, our stream, I think, was the most successful of the three. Because Whoa. what we did for anybody who didn't see, um, it was uh, run by Gerard, Completionist, and Alex of Super Beard Bros, and Jesse Cox of Jesse Cox. And... Uh, Essentially just had this fucking like great ass luau barbecue party with an open bar and everyone had to wear a stupid Hawaiian shirt. They literally to the point of they wouldn't let you on into that stage area at the YouTube space unless you were wearing a Hawaiian shirt. That was like your your like sign in badge was a Hawaiian shirt. And there was one guy who like found his way in there and some like security like escorted him out and the other security guy was like he wasn't wearing a hawaiian shirt like what were you thinking and it was so funny um but yeah so we just had this like chill ass party where everybody drank mai tais and ate great hawaiian food and uh jake kaufman like dj'd little like live sets in between the games and we played some mini games uh it was pretty cool um but, I was supposed to well yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's honestly it's not that bad but uh so Todd, Rated S Games Todd, and I were set to interview Mr. Jonathan Blow, mm-hmm. uh, creator of The Witness, blah, blah, blah. If you've listened to the podcast for the past like month and a half, yeah. you will have heard hero, the name. Hero of Jimmy, yeah. Not really, no. Okay. Just a guy that makes good games that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
so what happened, as far as I know, which I believe is the correct account of what happened, and it sucks, is so he shows up, John Blow shows up at the YouTube space. Uh, mind you, he doesn't live in LA, so he probably had to drive quite a while to get down here. Uh, gets to the stage and is like in the stage area. And at the time, I was not like hanging around with the crowd. I was like in a little group somewhere else. So I didn't, I like just saw him come in and I was like, okay, cool. So we're going to start soon. Uh, and Gerard talked to him. And I, so I guess Gerard was like, yo, we're not going to start for another 15 minutes. So like go grab a coffee, walk around, whatever, and uh, come back and meet us here. And then we'll, you know, do the interview. And it was going to be cool and great. And I had questions ready and Todd was ready to play the witness. Um. And it was going to be fun. So in the time that it, in that 15 minutes, uh, John Blow goes walking around the YouTube space to do whatever. I don't know, probably went to the bathroom or something. Somebody found him walking around, asked him if he signed one of the YouTube space release forms. When he said he did not, they escorted him out of the building what? and then presented him with the form, which he refused to sign because it was like too much for him. Like he did not like the wording. It was too broad, which in his defense, it's quite broad. Not really threatening to some small time YouTubers, but maybe somebody with some IPs to guard but, could. Uh, but, 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 but why would they do that? Why? 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 Yeah. Why? why uh, did, what, did they look at the schedule or these? Uh, how, how big is this space? Do like, do they not know that you guys are doing something? They. Yeah, that's the thing is like, it's like three warehouses back to back to back is like how big the YouTube space is. It's huge. But like. I could understand if he was salty after that from being escorted out. Again, this is what I heard happened, and I'm like 99% sure it's how it went down. Uh, luckily, as he like as he like left, he tweeted about it, and he was like, "Yeah, like not gonna end up doing the stream today. Sorry, like not gonna sign this this release form for the space." But then he tweeted at me and Todd personally. He was like, "Let's make something happen sometime in the future like this," and I was like, "Cool." So, not mad at us, just not really happy with YouTube's, like, Google's policies in their building, whatever. Now, like, what I, do you I think with that. could have been, like, the layman's terminology version of what might have turned him off from these forms? Uh, it's, it's literally one of those, like, anything that you do say and come up with on this premises is uh, Google's property and... Um, Something along those lines. I don't remember the exact wording. I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to say the exact wording. But it was one of those forms where it's like Google has rights over what goes down on the property, <laughs> including like unlimited use of whatever footage is captured here. So now, I don't know. I'll be the first one to to, the, to make the joke, you know, oh, he's pretentious. He doesn't send a paper. But like, seriously, I I totally agree with him. And I would have felt salty. Like freaking, yeah. I'm freaking Jonathan Blow. You gonna escort me out like that? Like <laughs> hell nah. You know I'm coming. You know yeah. I'm coming. You see this bald head? <laughs> Shoot, you should, man. So yeah, it's like again. Um, he said oh my he wanted gosh. to like do something in the future with me and Todd. So did, did you we'll guys set up something? And, talk to YouTube? Uh, not really. As far we we're pretty much confined to our stage. Like we could walk around, but like every other employee was like walking around doing something. And they felt like they had like a real job and the rest of us were there just drinking Mai Tais. So, uh, uh, but yeah, aside from that, 
the stream was actually pretty fucking cool. Uh, I got to play Screen Cheat. Have you ever heard of this game? Oh, yeah. No. Screen where, where everyone's invisible, so you have to screen look. Yeah, so it's like a... It's pretty much just based on, like, playing, like, GoldenEye or, like, you know, some old school N64 shooter, like, where it's split screen and everybody cheats on other people's screens to, like, like looks at them to see where they are and everything. But all the player models are completely invisible, so you have to do that to find other people. It's really cool. It's a really cool concept. Um, wow. Yeah, I, I had like a fucking blast playing that on stream. So um, what what kind of twist do they use to help you weed out where people are? Uh, Well, all of the arenas are very color coded. Mm-hmm. So like there's there's usually oh. like quadrants and yeah, they're each sense. like red. Yeah, like red, like blue, green, yellow. Tell from a glance. Yeah, where it's they very are. easy to just like like even in your peripherals, you can be like, OK, those two guys are in purple and that person's in red. Um. And then also all of your all of the different weapons, which are all completely just insane, wacky weapons. There's like a candlestick that it's like a candelabra. And when you swing it, it makes fire appear. So it like pretty much puts a target on you. Um, there's like a blunderbuss, which is pretty much the best weapon. It's a shotgun, but it leaves a smoke trail after you shoot it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a grenade launcher. There's uh, like energy weapons that charge up and like put like a light on your position. So it's a it's a pretty fun game. It's like a really good local like couch co op party game. Definitely would play that again. Um, yeah, that's about all I did. I mean, I played Dropsy a little bit on the stream, but that's kind of not a good stream game. Mm. Uh, it, it's a good it, good. I like the concept of it, but it's not a game where you play it in front of people and be like jokes. Like <laughs> it was more of a like get yourself in the zone experience. So uh, adventure game. Where you yeah. hug people, right? As yeah, a creepy the, clown. Where you're a very creepy clown. I didn't know you could take control of the dog in that game, though. He has a small, creepy dog that you can, like, Great. you could switch to and, like, walk around as the dog and pee on things. It's really weird. Oh. Yeah. We, there was oh. a little girl who was sad about a flower that was dying, and I was like, what if the solution is I have to pee on it as the dog, and then it that waters it? And then I went to do that, and she started crying harder, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> they knew. They thought of that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it was a fun stream overall. Uh, got to meet a lot of cool people. I met uh, Brittany Johnson, the voice actress from Oxenfree slash actress who played the angel in uh borderlands oh yeah she's really nice um actually i, I just like met a fuck ton of people they're all really nice it was a good time That's- well we 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 had a good time at magfest yeah mm-hmm. tell me about tell me about magfest while i revel in Sadfest over here uh, ooh. Ooh, well, we both uh <laughs> yeah. returned with a. Uh, uh, some 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 punishment for how much fun we had, mm-hmm. you know, a a balancing patch, mm. biological <laughs> souvenir. Yes, uh, I I heard Matt has apparently the worst of the two of us. Y- yeah, so every like, all right, so Austin Austin was like, all right, I'm going to get some, um, I'm going to eat healthy this time. I'm going to get a bunch of uh, <laughs> vi- um, emergency, which Three is like the vitamin C thing a day. Yeah, oh, you know, okay. and I was like, all right. So I was snatching some of his packets, and mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I'm gonna do the same thing. And I, I got me some, um, some hand sanitizer to carry around with me. I use it like 20 times a day. You know, every time I use like the machines and whatnot, and mm-hmm. try not to touch my face. 
And um, um, I was fine for like the whole con until I started developing just just a little cough, you know, every mm-hmm. every five hours, just a little <coughs> a little peck, you know. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, on the last day, on Sunday, it started to happen more frequently and more frequently, and then throughout the entire day, all the way up to like me leaving i started to feel like i feel my body like wanting to die and shrivel up like it 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 was so bad i started shaking i i wanted to throw up just by walking like Mm. i just wanted to don't you know you you feel so cold you just want to cuddle yourself somehow Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know that's how people just end up in the fetal position and i'm on the and and I'm going on the plane and people are looking at me like because I look terrible. Like I can't hide it at that right. point. I'm my <laughs> eyes are just like, you know, super closed and everything. And there people are just like, oh my God. Oh my God. And the guy next to me is like trying to keep his distance away from me as I'm coughing. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm being courteous, you know, I'm coughing into my like arm, my whole arm, you know, I'm covering mm-hmm. my whole face, you know, make sure I don't get anyone sick. Hopefully mm-hmm. I didn't because what ended up happening is as soon as my wife picked me up, um, I think like I just gave up at that point and <laughs> I started blacking out. Eventually, when I got home, I I drunk some medicine. She she prepared something for me mm-hmm. and she tells me I got up many times during the night and I don't I only remember two times. So. Oh. Uh, apparently I would get up to use a restroom multiple times. I'll get up and do random things. And then one time I stripped naked and jumped into the shower <laughs> and stayed in there for a bit and then just randomly came out. Um, Great. did you, did you turn on the shower? Yeah, I did. Okay. I did on super hot. Um, oh, super hot, super hot. Yeah, yeah, tag it all in. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was bad. So I'm re- I'm recovering from that. Um, slightly delusional. It's crazy what when you get really delusional with it is <laughs> because like she was saying I was saying random stuff when I was sleeping. I thought that oh god I like this is my this is how your brain works. Well, my brain was working. I thought if I didn't think of memories, I wouldn't cough anymore. Oh. <laughs> That sounds that sounds like a delirious fever thought. One time right. I thought there was a machine on the internet eating everyone's punctuation in their sentences. Right. And if I coughed, more memory... Like, and if I did that, I wouldn't cough, but all my memories would go away. And I was oh. okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my, like, this, this re- ridiculous stuff. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Something about yeah. like reifying abstract concepts happens during fever dreams. Mm. So oh. um I I was fine through all of the con. I was fine for traveling home, but then when I woke up the next day, I I started having really, really bad cough. And then I tend to have one of these like every year, regardless if I travel or not. But I'm seriously mm. wondering, like, how I can afford to travel multiple times a year and have this happen every time. And you know what? That fucker Austin, he made it out <laughs> fine. I can't believe it, man. I, I asked oh. him, like, two days after the con, how he was feeling. He was like, oh, yeah, I was fine. I didn't eat meat. 
I only ate one and a half meals a day. I hand sanitized hundreds of times and drank three emergencies a day. So like that's the length you have to go to. Like like seriously, you have to go far out of your way to yeah. to prevent this. I mean, as long as you have bottles of water, you're good to go. But because those emergencies are just little little packets that you just like you know shove in there. But you know who wants to stop what you're doing to do such things? Oh my gosh, I can't believe I prepared for it and I still got sick. That's fine. So it's fine. It's, it's great trying to record yeah, a video what, when you're coughing. What was what was more memorable and more enjoyable and probably more palatable to listen to than me coughing in the mic is talking about wrestling. So on the very, very last day, I don't know what a wrestle is. Well, I, I did not until the very, very last day of MAGFest. I knew of it. I've tried to get into it and it just never worked. But the best friends Zaibatsu invited me up to their room where they were having a little mini party to watch a program called WWE Fast Track, which mm. is like a little like mini cheap uh, pay-per-view event that uh, that that is wrestling. And wrestling, as I found out, is like... It's 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 become a parody of of a sport. Like the wrestlers, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, wrestling is very self aware these days. They know you know it's not real. It's mm-hmm. super so self aware now. It's it's very dramatized, and they just try and like they tra- like they know that you come for the show, so they're putting on the best show they can. And, as far as I the know, the rule of the sport is that you break the rules of the sport. Mm. There's a referee in the wrestling ring who wears like a striped shirt and black work pants and a little cap who (laughs) who tries to enforce rules. But the wrestlers get into arguments with the ref so that they can get away with like executing illegal moves behind the ref's back in full (laughs) view of the camera and the audience. Like it's just the ref that matters because that's the implication. Once there is at least not the ref witnessing these rule breakages, it's like somehow okay. So you have good guys and bad guys, and I can't tell the difference between them because uh, for the very first match we watched, it was uh, two Mexican wrestlers. They didn't speak English. They didn't say anything. The first one who walked out just looked like a normal guy. He was just a big, muscly, naked man in a tiny little bikini brief who who, who oh, yeah. wrestled a guy who looked like Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> and as it turns out, Scorpion was the good guy. And normal looking average wrestler dude was the bad guy. Because, like, Scorpion walked in with, like, spiky shouldered predator armor plates that he then took off, but he kept this this terrifying luchador mask on. <laughs> but he was the one who was getting pummeled for most of the fight and then, like, brought it back together for a last minute win. And all the audience was cheering and booing the other guy. But it was fun. It was fun. I learned some some of the uh, limitations to the wrestling really needs a HUD. Because yeah. you, you know, you're supposed to be breaking rules, right? If you're down on the mm. ground for 10 seconds outside of the ring, you lose. If you're down on the ground for three seconds inside the ring, you don't lose or you do lose, too. But when either any wrestler is down on the ground, they don't like display a timer on the screen. They don't have scores on, on the screen because you're not supposed to know. <laughs> Yeah, Like, if you see the camera cut or notice a rule being broken, that's, like, totally fine. <laughs> so, so that was fun. Oh, also, it's, like, one of <laughs> wrestling by Ubisoft breaks its own rules and needs a HUD. It's also one of the only fighting games where the female characters wear more clothes than the men. <laughs> Which is really funny. Like, like the second match we saw was a diva match, and it was actually good. 
It was like yeah. more fun to watch than the previous one. Like I remember when when I was a kid flipping through TV, seeing wrestling, there would be diva matches and they were like borderline pornography. But in this one, they were the, they kept their clothes they on were and didn't tear pornography. them up. The, yeah, no, it was more <laughs> no, like wrestling than the regular ones. They had a. Uh, one of the girls looked like Macho Man Randy Savage, like huge ass cowboy <laughs> boots with like tassels flowing in the air as she flipped around and, and rolled all. It looked like they were having fun and, and the whole match wasn't them just tearing each other's clothes off and making faces at the camera. It was it was a lot of fun. It was it was right. better than what I was expecting, at least. I still don't know if I'm into wrestling, though, but I, I the experience is definitely better when you're in a room full of people cheering at it. And one of the funny thing is, is that uh, there there was a guy that I can't remember his real name, but his Internet name is Shogun of whatever he's involved with. His his wrestling name is Marcellus Black. <laughs> there was an actual <laughs> like up and coming wrestler in the room with right. us explaining with me how it works. And he was like, no, George, when you hit the ground outside of the ring, it's actually hard. And I just had to, like, raise my eyebrow and be like, how do I know you're not just maintaining a trade secret? (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So what else did you guys get up to at MAGFest? Street Fighter V was most (laughs) of mine. Yeah, Warren <laughs> kicking my behind over and over again. Uh, what, no, yeah. what are you talking about? We beat him easy every single time we played. I'm the yeah. only one that was able to beat him in the room. <laughs> no, shut up. <laughs> I was like, I was like, was was good. Like everyone else was just like giving up. Like I kept going at it. Well, of course I beat him with a character he didn't know, and he was playing on a pad. Um, but yeah, that's the only way I could beat him. <laughs> no, yeah, you gotta I, establish the lore. Warren was super easy. He he, right. yeah. He didn't know what he was doing. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> you just I mean, you play just for five years. The, it's fine. Yeah, you just gotta put the punchy end in the in the bad guy. That's that's how you play that game, right? That's how you beat him. Yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna be ready next year because I got me a stick and I got me Street Fighter Five. So time to learn how to play fighting games. Which, Tight, how's uh, the uh, how's the single player in that? Um, oh, it's really great. You know, um, you know, screw you, Jimmy. Well, hanging fruit this week. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, I I guess I just didn't care that that happened because well, I was playing it for I was for playing to learn yeah. anyway. Yeah. And the only fighting game story I ever enjoyed was Mortal Kombat Nine. I think mm-hmm. it was. And every other one, I just didn't care about. Um, so uh, there's a, like a little story thing, like a little, you know, a little graphic novel. Thing yeah. where you, and it's like really easy um, or whatnot. But yeah, there's there's not much there for people who are not playing to learn, like by playing against other people and training. Yeah. It's just that's, it's just uh, that like it's just an online game at this point right now. That's, that that right. mode is what I was wondering about. I see screenshots of it on the Internet where you have little like slideshows of what's happening with the character so how does that work like what what kind of fights do you get into in between watching these slideshows so i i I played karen's story and Mm -hmm. it's you know it's it's bare bones bad voice acting which i'm kind of okay (laughs) with um and you just kind of follow her her around as she tries to like fight other like people who are strong like she's trying to learn things and and it doesn't go it doesn't go into details it's like a half story 
you know? And mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they're all kind of like half stories, you know? They're not, it's not going really anywhere. So I, I, I don't know if, if that was supposed to be the story uh, mode. No. I think we'll find out later in the show. We hey. will. But what hey. I want to know is, is it a substitute for an arcade ladder? No, Basically, no, it's not. No, no, it's not like, well, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about like straight like up, like tw- old school. Yeah. You beat uh, everyone on the roster and then you end with like a boss fight. No, it's not that. You fight f- like four random guys. So so what do you do it. to practice? Uh, Training training and i don't think there's a tutorial like um like don't you know those trials that they used to have in street fighter yeah, 4 uh-huh. i don't think Didn't they you remember have... all those good things they had in the previous games that yeah. were doing fine yeah and it's not it's not oh in boy. this one the trials I see how this is going <laughs> yeah yeah it's not in this one um for, but i would say what what i've been doing is just sitting in training and practicing the moves and you can sit to be in training and find casual matches at the same time. So every time you finish a casual match, you get put right back into training over and over again. Begs the question. I say, I don't know what a street fighter is. I loaded into my PlayStation four with my little gamepad for the first time. You're going to get fucked. Yeah. Like what, what can I even do in this game? I have been getting messed up. You can go online and get fucked. Yeah. Great. Um, yeah, over and over again. I mean, some these these cats are wild, dude. They're like spamming. They're like rotating the analog stick, man. They're working it in, but they they're just doing random Sharukins and Adukins. Like it's nuts online. Oh my gosh! But yeah, Street Street Fighter's fun for me. I'm 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 good. I'll I'll wait for the content to come out. Hopefully, <laughs> I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm the sucker. <laughs> I'm yeah. the sucker. I just I want to learn now. I don't want to learn later. So no, that's that's completely fair. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know what what it was about like a month or two ago that like kind of turned me off on the idea of getting five, but I'm kind of glad I didn't shell out now, um, because it's just like uh, the kind of running joke, which is not really a joke, but uh, is that it's pretty much an early access game. Like they have feet they have like a menu that's just like grayed out features that you can't use that are like yeah we'll get there eventually like i don't know it's it's kind of silly for what a, what a time to be alive i the, Is this a the justification this- well the justification for this one because like for stuff like star wars battlefront i think it was really shitty but for street fighter the justification is that this is so that american players can get street fighter 5 in their hands and train up in time for evo mhm which makes sense to me, especially considering that Evo Street Fighter Five this year, uh, like broke yeah records more yeah broke records for more people entering in like the first day four than days everybody yeah the first four uh, days than everybody who entered yeah 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 than everybody who entered Street Fighter Four last year so yeah. like it in that sense it makes sense but like why not release Street Fighter Five, the play online edition for thirty dollars, and then you can get the rest of the game when we fucking finish it. Yeah, for another payment, or if you're cool with just play online edition, I don't know. Uh, I think that's, I guess that's, uh, uh, pipe dreams to There's want a, a company of to do something they like that. Could have gone, and none of them are probably perfect. Like, uh, there's there's also the idea of them, like, trying to do a free-to-play Dead or Alive last round thing where you pay by the character. 
which I doubt people would have appreciated either mm. or releasing it full price with the promise of everything being free later. And then like maybe later in the year releasing street fighter five ultimate and, and making a big hype launch splash out of that event. It being a free upgrade for people who bought previously, but the same price for the same game for new people. Well, why would they do that when they're already just going to release street fighter five ultimate in a year and charge for it though? <laughs> we'll see because we'll see because that's I'm, hypothetical I'm not, and unknown i'm not capcom's devil's advocate right now i think <laughs> this was fucking stupid also their launch was shoddy as fuck and their servers were trashed the first days neither am i so matt when you're not playing street fighter and still have this fighting stick practice kof so you can come over here and have kof fight nights yeah that's that's why i got the fight stick so i can actually like learn fighting games and actually be able to come over and and, and 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 kick your behind as well and be like yo george you should get a stick man you should spend money just like me on, on cheap so plastic and then you'll get into amiibos and then george will be a happy man with a well, bunch of plastic I, I can't like twirl an amiibo to to <laughs> execute a hyperdrive neomax cancel better than than i could twirl the smaller shittier anyways okay so i don't know what this conversation is anymore i it's 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 piss slinging one one little bit of piss that i do want to sling is that uh sure i really i think i think like one of my favorite moments that happened at magfest like a, a bit of lore i want to establish is that time i kicked everyone out of the room to watch a goofy movie oh gosh and and by this you mean the movie title, A Goofy Movie, starring Goofy. Yeah. Yes, the yes. Yeah. Goofy and Max. Basically, like, it was Great. a running joke among me and, and a good circle of friends who all happened to be there that, that we would be watching Goofy Movie at MAGFest. And then the time comes to actually watch Goofy Movie at MAGFest. And there are miscommunications and and scheduling <laughs> conflicts and uh, people in the room who want to use that TV to play Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> and at one point we leave for three Ooh. hours and come back and still can't make this happen so i just like walk up in front of the in front of the room and say hey well actually austin and i went to the bathroom to talk about what to do <laughs> <laughs> and walked out and, and i was just like hey we just had the most serious conversation in the world that anyone has ever had about goofy movie while like wooly and warren were mid street fighter match <laughs> and just yeah. like oh but it was it was great fun though after that we we put on t -t -t 2016 jimmy have you ever seen that no the the ghana don't 2016 trailer don't see it don't see the movie the trailer is fine though but yeah that there was there was a fun night with just like party movies and, and and a good crowd eventually came up and and everyone mostly seemed to be enjoying themselves except <laughs> those who were salty about getting kicked out for the rest of us to watch a goofy movie yeah but, uh, um, um yeah that well the highlight of 2016 was uh the alien kicking the baby like a field goal you know and then the baby just tim and eric's across one side of the frame to another yeah <laughs> yeah oh boy uh the night before we played a bunch of supposedly weird ass dreamcast games one of which was the dreamcast version of poppin music mm. matt i think you were there for this mm-hmm you remember poppin' you, music? I swear, I swear, George, you you cut me out of every. I don't cut you out because I you, just said I you literally you cut me. I I was there. I want Choo Choo Rocket. Okay, I want Choo Choo Rocket. 
<laughs> Give me my respect. Okay. You, you won Dang. Shoot Shoot Rocket, but remember how stupid the Dreamcast version of Poppin' music okay. was? Okay, all right. All right. Um, <laughs> that was bad. Okay, I was already bad at the arcade game, but that that was... We, we tried to split it across, what, four controllers? <laughs> yeah. And that ended up horribly, horribly, Cause, horribly cause wrong. Poppin' music, for listeners who don't know, is a Japanese music series that has a nine-button controller, right? Yeah? I can't tell. It might even be more than nine. The thing about pop and music is there are just like so many buttons to memorize on screen. DDR is like four directions. Some advanced versions of DDR use eight directions. Pop and music's fucking nine. And they're not directions. Oh. They're just lined up horizontally on the bottom of the screen. And like it's really zigzag. hard. It, yeah, they zigzag too. It's just like really hard for me to get my hand co- eye coordination with this game down. I don't think they ever really pushed it that hard in the West. It's more of a Japanese thing. But anyways, the very first version of this game came out on Dreamcast and PlayStation 1. And the Dreamcast version, like, whoa, it's it's way beyond par of what I've seen any real music game be. The way it works is once you pop the button on, on the symbol on the screen and match it up, it plays a new sound effect on top of the song. Mm. and some of them are really really stupid i swear there was like a rubber ducky in there somewhere yeah good yeah so and and when you um when your beat isn't perfect the sound effect that goes on top of the screen isn't perfect like you can still get it's the difference between like getting a good and a perfect when you uh mash out an arrow in ddr but in this one it plays a sound effect when you mash out that arrow even if you're just like one tenth of a millisecond off which means that whatever song they have playing here is ruined by by all of these un- completely unrelated random ass sound effects that you're like pasting on top of the music and the music That's... wasn't even that good it was it was like a it was like a freeware game and there were only like six songs in there too it's really bad unless there were a shitload of unlockable ones the other thing that shocked me about this game is the menu design like <laughs> <laughs> the very first uh, title screen to this game has the logo of the game, Poppin' Music, with a white outline, like, pixelated and kind of tried to be photoshopped out. You know when you uh, try to photoshop oh. a logo with a white background out and put it on something black and you can still yeah. see some of the white? That that, that was there! How oh, does boy. that happen? <laughs> there were, like, logos pasted on top of other logos of the same color, like overlaying on top of each other underneath menu items sounds like a game ripe to go up on steam Greenlight. it looked oh. like that like i i wanted to see like hacked by cool rom at the bottom of this title screen <laughs> but no instead it said copyright konami <laughs> Ooh. oh full circle wow uh, anyways there's, there's one thing that'll flare up your sickness it's mentioning that company. I'm yeah. sorry. I apologize. Um, do we have Do we have time to talk about Super Hot? <laughs> Real quick, yeah, Super we, Hot. There's like barely any news this year. Year this year. This <laughs> yeah. year. Oh man, there's barely any news, barely any news this, this week. So pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. Pop. Not, not, I almost said Papa Music's Wait. great. No, Super Hot's great. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Uh, well, super hot. Yeah. So super hot, and and I I don't think you say it's an FPS. I feel, I I don't feel like that's an FPS at all, man. I th- you don't think, that's think like it's the, a first person shooter. 
I, I think it's like <laughs> I think well. it, I, I don't know. Like it's like more of a strategy type game more than anything else. Like because yeah. it's not you don't only shoot, you you could like punch people in the face and that's like a totally mm. viable thing. This is why FPS is a flawed label, because it's just literally like that that is camera angle and one of the actions you do. Like that doesn't define the whole game. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like not in yeah, it's not even near like Punching people is way more satisfying too. Um, and let also me tell you. faster. Yes. You don't exactly. have to wait for the bullet to get there when you punch them. It's instant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh okay. my gosh. The satisfaction you get, man, when you complete one of those hard levels is, is great. Like, and it plays back at normal speed. And you see your guy, like, um, punching a dude, grabbing his weapon, busting him in the head, and turning around <laughs> to throw the weapon. And, punch some other guy to grab his gun and shotgun him to the like it's it's great it's, it's it, freaking it, great the replay it looks like you have aim hacks turned on yeah because you yeah. kind of sort of do jimmy have you have you played or heard of super hot i literally did not hear about it until today when it showed up uh the, the couple of videos you posted on twitter and then also somebody posting about it on facebook uh looks really cool though Okay, so the concept is that you control time with your movement keys and also looking. Time goes when you look. Time mm. crawls at like a hundredth of a millisecond if you're not moving. And it's a one-hit kill FPS with lots of melee weapons and thrown weapons and you can't reload. Basically Hotline Miami rules, but with this time thing added into the mix that uh, mm. turns it into like really cerebral puzzle where you still like mash out fast amazing looking matrix action at the mm -hmm. end of of every short period spent thinking and that's that's what i really really like about this idea like like it's it's a gimmick but it's also one that is well suited to like the beats and the pacing of a video game like you're mm -hmm. constantly thinking, stopping, doing, thinking, stopping, doing, and it never gets old. I've played it for nine hours. There's only a two hour campaign, but I keep going through it again and again and again and again and learning new things. I learned that you can chop bullets with your katana sword. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Wow. You, you can block bullets you with that. anything. You could throw anything at the bullets and it breaks it mm -hmm. apart. When I saw you post that video, I was like, that would have been the very first thing that I tried in this game. Yeah. For some reason, for me, it wasn't. I didn't try it until <laughs> hour 10. Yeah. And, but when I did, like, my jaw was like, oh, this changes everything. Um, <laughs> bunny hopping works in this game. It, it speeds up time when you bunny hop. You don't retain momentum like in Quake, but there still is like a speed advantage to bunny hopping everywhere. So mm. last night I was getting to a point where I was just like hypnotically, rhythmically mashing out a a 60 second bunny hop strafe jumping speed run through one of the arcade challenge maps mm -hmm. and and absolutely having the time of my life with this thing nice and then i find out it's 25 dollars, and it's yeah, like uh, just the weirdest feeling because i i get it but i also think it's an amazing game mm. I, I i i know i stand by what i said like i i think people are gonna play the the story and it's gonna be two hours and they're gonna be like that's it you mm. know like I, I some people go through extra stuff and what they consider extra stuff which is basically the game is 
the extra stuff, yeah. which is the endless mm-hmm. mode and the challenges. And I don't think people might not understand that. And that's a, that's a lot of money for a two-hour story. Um, yeah. and, you know, there's this whole thing with um, there's a couple games that came out recently. Like, oh, there's no campaign. There's Siege. Mm. Um, I don't want to put Street Fighter on there because I know people are mad. But um, it's still too soon. <laughs> too soon. But yeah, like I could totally see people getting upset about the price tag with that. I'm, I'm gonna. I want. I want to see uh, what people th- what people think about that. But the thing is, is that uh, in addition to the campaign, you have a whole lot of the extras. Like this is more a game suited for the extras. Like it's a mechanical idea. Yeah. It's not a story idea. When they pitch this game in an elevator and so just building a lot of fun levels around this fun mechanic is probably better suited than trying to sell some story from start to stop when you go through it i feel like you can kind of see that they were drawing up a blank of how to make this story in the first place the first thing you see is a uh text message window that says hey have you checked out this game called super hot and then it displays <laughs> yeah. an os screen where you start the game by clicking superhot.exe you can change the graphic settings by going to a little folder called settings and you're like oh oh it's it's not even a story inside the game they're they're going meta with it <laughs> and so you go through a little the, the, the smarmy cute meta story for about two hours and then get to the real meat and potatoes which is an endless arcade mode and i feel like appreciating that is kind of becoming a lost art on today's gamers mm. like with as much yeah. demand as they make for story driven fps campaigns it just makes me kind of sad for for how much fun i had and like time splitters and perfect dark spending more time doing crazy bot matches and like one-off challenges out of a long list of them than I did in the short play them and throw away campaigns. You, you know, what's interesting. Um, if I can use that as a jumping point, are you guys finished talking about, uh, super hot? Cause I don't want to yeah, yeah, prematurely yeah. end the conversation. Mm, yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Um, they both have reviews on their channels. If you want to hear more from them about super hot, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, what you were just saying about like being able to appreciate like post game sort of endless like not really story driven content is I actually just got back into Diablo three because people Ooh. have been telling me for over a year that like no no it's good now it's good now like it's <laughs> better than launch and um I I've been playing Diablo three with my with my buddy just uh, the two of us like going through the campaign trying all the new stuff we got the uh, Reaper of Souls expansion everything. And so one of the big things in D3 that they added is a post game uh, called adventure mode, Mm -hmm. where instead of doing the campaign, you know, in a line, you have all five acts open from uh, from the main game, acts one through four, and then the act five from Reaper of Souls. And every time you jump into an adventure mode, uh, all the acts have all of their waypoints that you can like teleport to have a random bounty attached to them. And there's like five bounties that go at each time in each zone. So it's not every single area of the zone, but like there's five things and it's just like, go slay this major enemy from the story or go find this cursed chest and and, like dip and defeat the cursed thing that happens or uh, like defeat a hundred enemies in this area. And it's essentially like you just go through the stuff you've already done and like the story stuff doesn't really happen because you already finished the story, but it gives you this sort of endless like I can jump on and play at whatever difficulty I want at whatever time I want 
And if you beat all the bounties in one area in one go, you get like a big reward of experience, gold, and loot at the end. And so they really like made grinding like like post game upping your your already max level gear by like incrementally finding better gear. They actually made it a lot of fun. Um and even past that they have this thing called Nephilim Rifts, which is like you essentially talk to this guy and he puts you in a completely randomized dungeon where you literally just kill a fuck ton of enemies until the main bad guy spawns and then you kill him. And if you do those, you can get like a a gem that allows you to do greater versions of it where you have a 15 minute time limit to kill the fuck ton of enemies and make the guy spawn and kill him. And I don't know. It's like, it's not drastically better than launch day D3, but like it has so many quality of life upgrades that I've just like casually pleasantly enjoying myself running through D3 again. Yeah. And it kind of like falls in line with what you're talking about, about a uh, uh, super hot where it's just like that kind of like post game, like, this doesn't really have anything to do with the narrative, but you're just kind of grinding for the sake of you enjoy the mechanics and you want to do more things. Right. And if like the mechanical loop is enjoyable by itself, then you shouldn't really need a story mm. attached to it. Like, right. like I feel like in, on one level, not having the story attached to it is a show of confidence from the developer in the mechanics that they've built. Yeah. And, like and of course, it, mm. I, I, I don't mean to just like, trash the idea of game shipping with there's got to be value to it but Mm -hmm. the idea of shipping a game that has no campaign but a shitload of just like challenging maps Mm -hmm. is is, that sounds that sounds fine to me yeah same and and on one level i I wish super hot did have more maps attached to it but on the other level i get kind of really disappointed if if i'm gonna see people say it's only a two-hour game because there's so much you unlock after those two hours are over yeah so much more yeah um good good, also it's good more it's it's really weird loading up an old game and seeing it be completely different and better than what you saw the first time Mm. and it almost makes me feel like i did something wrong in life whenever that happens to me (laughs) (laughs) happens more more often now it's it's a gonna happen with street fighter it it happened yes. it is happening as we speak with siege ah once i jump in it's gonna be on deal and, They've made and so many improvements and mm. the price has been going down too yeah siege is something that i would like to pick up in the future when it's like really low let but... me know when you do i'll let you in the dad squad mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> uh but let's see let's see also far cry primal i loaded that up last night i got a physical review copy for the first time in my life and it was far cry primal i've been hearing really good things about it really i haven't looked at scores or impressions yet because i am doing it for review right so far my impressions are that it's a super duper interesting idea and i really like the presentation except for every part where i see how much of a reskin it is of Far Cry mm. 4 and also like coming to the mildly humorous observation that they didn't have to do really that much on an underlying philosophical level to make Far Cry 4 take place 12,000 years ago. Yeah, from what I've been hearing, a lot of the main meat and potatoes of Far Cry Primal's like I guess like what what you called it earlier mechanical loop uh is stuff that happened in 4 but they fleshed it out to a full game. Like there's like that house building and then like you can oh, like yeah, yeah. tame, tame like a, a animal in four, but that's like 
they like ramped that up and made that major parts of the game instead of just small parts of it. There's some so. kind of village management thing going on. There's yeah, some kind yeah. of owl companion I think I'll be unlocking soon. I only played about an hour of it up mm. to the part where I had to capture an enemy outpost that was a fast travel point mm. that, that also seeded more resources into the town building. And I was like, oh. I mean, I don't think it'd be like... If you go into this game expecting that it's not going to be like the other Far Cry's, I think you're probably going to be disappointed. Yeah. But I think that, I don't know, at least in this instance, from what I hear, Ubisoft has been doing a good job of like iterating on the surrounding mechanics of Far Cry with each installation where every game feels like pretty much the same, but it's like, take your pick on which one has your, like your favorite side stuff that like encompass the main game i guess if that makes any sense it kind of does because far cry as a franchise the name means nothing besides yeah. <laughs> like outdoorsy shooty game except oh no it's you don't shoot well actually no that you, you have a bow you have a bow we, you have a spear you have a club we we made the the joke yeah okay we made that joke when when primal got announced the it's like far or it's like skyrim without guns <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh man. I I wish I just wish it was more different though because the idea is so crazy. Like this yeah. is this is yeah. a time before gun this is a time before roads, a time before dungeons and a it's before, a land before dragons. Time. Exactly. And, <laughs> and and as it turns out, I mean <laughs> that is the wrong that is the wrong. No, nope, that's welcome to the land before time. I I, I want to see how much they stuck to their guns. Like you, right. on, on your map, when you're running around on the mini map, you see paths on the map you can follow. But when you, you look mean, at it with your eyes, there are no paths worn into the ground. Like this you, is a time before paths. I think what you meant to say is, I, you're interested to see how they stuck to their spears and clubs. Uh, oh. <laughs> and instead they stuck to their roots it's mm. it's it's basically Oof. like far cry three blood dragon or four but with the the automatic fire weapons turned off you you hold right. down a button and then release it to shoot because it's a bow but it's kind of sort of still the same formula yeah like i said i wouldn't expect them to stray uh far cry three and four both were pretty widely praised despite the the sameness and the sort of like the this run-of-the-mill ubisofty climb towers gateway mm -hmm. points open world collect-a-thon to steal outposts like yep, literally just like that, all of the checkboxes it's, it's, of a ubisoft it's true. game like the ubisoft sandbox is what banjo kazooie has turned into yeah but like only only you don't get the like there's no fun mechanics that let you collect a thon things. They just happen to be around while you're shooting other stuff. And it's like, I don't what? Why is there a flag here? One thing that, that I am totally that I'm pretty sure I'm going to enjoy all the way to the end, no matter how much of a Far Cry game it is, is uh, just seeing them try to tackle the setting. Right. Like and that's that's really what I was enjoying the most out of the hour I spent last night. I, I loaded it up, saw the main menu and there was an option on there that was something like uh like um further materials it, it didn't mm. say extra reading but something to that extent that didn't imply it was totally academic and i'm like you know i wonder how much of an edutainment game this is gonna be so i look <laughs> and they have a blog post about an archaeology dig they're doing in central europe 
about paleolithic prehistoric peoples and i'm like oh maybe i'll learn something but then the blog post mentions how they brought along a journalist who covered that famous kairat dictator pagan men and i'm like oh they're having fun with the idea of this being an edutainment game <laughs> and and there's not that uh that much of that attitude going but i feel like if if you know how in the far cry games you get journal entries Mm -hmm. about the animals you encounter and stuff and i feel like if there's sure. like a little bit of flavor to that where it's like mock edutainment or like mock history textbook you're going through that would be a lot of fun it's also just really fun seeing them try to like be really super serious about a story about cavemen looking at you and going unga bunga with english yeah. subtitles at the bottom explaining what they're saying it's a super duper simple story basically your tribe gets split up during a hunting accident, gather them back all together again. And and that's how you save the day in this situation. And, mm. and like, just even knowing that is like a little bit satisfying because it's such an untamed period and place to be that, that just seeing even the most simple of efforts to pull this, this kind of setting together is fun. Cool. So yeah, Primal. that's, that's that's for Kerpermal. For Kerpermal. Um so so do we wanna we wanna break for the news or Yeah. Or or okay, okay. okay. We'll we'll break for the news. Right. Hello and welcome back to the Tavical cast, where I am really nasally <laughs> still, even though I used the break to to try to clear out my sinuses a bit. You can't, you can't win them all. I'm gonna be clogged up soon within the minutes. In fact, more like George Sneezman. Oh, that oh, doesn't oh. even rhyme, man. Oh, oh. Also, I'm not a notorious sneezer, but I'll try. I will try to maintain my um my 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 tone of voice as I talk about how the HTC Vive was priced to be eight hundred dollars, which. They didn't try to undercut Oculus Rift? Oh, no. Well, it was always speculated that they would be the more expensive one. Yeah, so did but I. It was also speculated that they would be, like, 1,000 plus. But at the same time, like, the fact that the standard is set at $600. Like, remember how much money $800 is. Like, this, this, is, this is not a, not a device for, for middle class people. Mm. Which oh, that's how much eight hundred dollars. Matt, what are you making fun of me for? Well, <laughs> I, 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 no, nothing. I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. It's trying to keep my mouth shut. About don't keep your mouth shut. It's a podcast. VR. Lay it on me. No, no, I don't. If I say like, if I say something like, oh, the, the PlayStation twenty, PlayStation three was like five hundred dollars or whatever. People are gonna be like, "That's well, that's a system with games on it," and blah blah blah. Like, it's, I'm not gonna say anything because I don't give a shit about VR anymore. Yeah. <laughs> at this at this point, Jimmy tapped out at eight hundred dollars. He was like, "You know what? <laughs> you know that that's just too much. That's like two mortgages. That's like I'm I'm good. I'm good." That's Literally, I, I'm just like, I'm just gonna play indie PC games and Pokemon, or whatever. <laughs> Monster Hunter Cross. I'll wait for Monster Hunter Cross. So so eight hundred dollars is for Matt two ish mortgages. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is uh, for <laughs> I, me. I I pre ordered Oculus Rift. Like I'm getting mines in April. I you, am. You did I, really? Yeah. They they don't charge you until you actually like 
So there's no like lock in until mm. they actually ship it. So you can cancel at any time. That's why if you know if you wanted it, if you know you were going to get it and you know you're going to get money to get it, then you, you probably should have pre-ordered from way back cuz now it's like backed up all the way. But like I was thinking I was like, "Oh, mate, if the Vive has a sweeter deal, I might go to the Vive, but I don't know I don't know if I, I'm still I'm still feeling safe with my six hundred dollars. I think I'm at my limit there of first gen. You know, I'm I'm enthusiast, so I'm gonna be the one to to grab one of these uh for more reasons than one other than you know me of course I want one, the channel, all sorts of reasons. I'm it it does look good that it comes with two controllers though, because I'm pretty sure the Oculus Rift Touch, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be around that much. Either way. And and the six hundred dollars doesn't come with that? Um, it comes with a Xbox One controller. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and a, oh, that's and a few, right. And a few games. Yeah. Well, those six hundred dollars that you're spending on that Oculus Rift uh could buy four hundred and forty seven point seven gallons of gas at the Exxon on Lawrenceville <laughs> Highway. <laughs> if you decided to buy the HTC Vibe, you could instead have five hundred and ninety seven gallons of gas. Uh-huh. No, about, right. uh, so, about, so you about could, you could literally tally that up. So I want you to tally up how much money you spend going out and eating for this month and tally all that up and, 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 and really use that. Use that for the same example. So you're just not going to go out and eat and instead. Well, I, well, I never, well, <laughs> I never go out months, and eat. I presume. So if, if I, I would say if uh, people, you know, are, use their money differently. You know, you could save up for anything. Yeah. You know that that coffee that you always get, you know, on Tuesdays and Thursdays because you really <laughs> yeah. needed to get through the week? If you just don't get that for like seven see, years. Hang on. Uh, let's see. Ten week. It'll be 40 a month. Um, 40 times 10. So like, like 20 months. <laughs> then you could just afford this and it's no problem. Wow. No, no, that's that's a bit of extreme extreme there. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. I don't mean food. I don't mean food. <laughs> you, you know, like college education, student loans. Uh, I, 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 I would have grown up spend money. This is stocks, health insurance. There's eight hundred dollars. <laughs> that's a lot of money. Eight hundred. That's a lot of money. I don't. I don't know if I. I don't know if I want to go that big. I feel like I want to, I, I want to get in in the VR because I've been waiting so long. But I don't know if I want to pay eight hundred dollars for it. You know, plus tax. I feel you know? like I feel like if you're gonna choose between them, the Oculus seems like the better bet because the what does the Vive actually work with? Um, well, I'm pretty sure that Valve is gonna come up with something with it. I'm pretty sure. I mean, people have speculated that Half-Life 3 and um, Left 4 Dead 3 is confirmed and blah, 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 you know, for oh, the 20th okay, time. Hang on. Yeah. I mistook. Vive is not the fucking PlayStation one. It's the Valve one. Yeah. Vive. yeah. Valve Vive. Um, yeah. PlayStation is, what was it, next month that they're announcing their stuff? I think next month <laughs> that they're announcing their stuff. So, you know, each month we're getting something new here. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure the PlayStation is... It's going to be interesting to to see what they do. Um, so yeah. PCs, I'm not interested in the PlayStation, PlayStation at all. So for for PCs, there has to be some kind of standard. Like like they can't just have all those games you saw develop it that were developed for Oculus at, at CES release and not work 
on the eight hundred dollar Vive. Like they're they're I find standardization, that weird too. a lack of standardization. If these products do come to market and people find that there's no way to out of the box have compatibility with the different companies' games would be horrendous. Well, people you are know, gonna hack it, dude. Even if they hack it, if they like have to go to that, that's like buying a a new better monitor because your old mm. monitors couldn't play the same games. You know, I'm just looking at this article that we're referencing for the Vive price. Uh, did you see that the Vive's gonna come with two free games? Oh, oh yeah. Um, Fantastic Contraption, which is awesome, and Job, Job Simulator. Simulator. The 2015 archives. I wonder if 2050 means that it's like, it's Job Simulator, but you got a jetpack, and there's robots. Maybe. Or if it's just like, if that doesn't mean anything. I'm I hope it's jetpack and robots. Oh. <laughs> fantastic I, was, I just said I'm going to look at a video right now, and oh, fantastic there was something great. flying in the air with smoke coming out of it. It was not a jetpack. Hell yeah. Oh. So Job Simulator looks like a... Looks very tech demo ish, where they're tracking your hands in a cluttered work environment as you slap around coffee cups and office equipment. I played a demo <laughs> like that at a um a Magfest that was really fun. It was an indie game where you were at a checkout counter at a shopping market mm. and you were slapping around groceries all over customers who were coming in that you were just like pummeling away with your hands that the leap motion was tracking the leap motion could track your individual fingers it wasn't very That's good neat. but they had a vr keyboard that you could individually tap individual buttons on with your individually tracked fingers it was uh it wasn't very good but it was exciting i'm excited mm. by stuff like that i think the one thing that has that is mentioned not mentioned that has like kind of put in VR into perspective for me it was somebody linked a post the other day where it was like, this was the first cell phone uh, adjusted for inflation. It cost like $5,000 or something yeah. mm -hmm. and people considered it a luxury and it was really bulky and then like dumb looking and unruly. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, at one, like I, on one hand, I'm like, yes, I get that. At the same time, I don't necessarily see VR being as impactful as like a mobile cell phone. But I mean, then mobile cell phone turned into fucking smartphones. So suppose we'll see what the future of VR has in store. But yeah. for now, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I, yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm gonna be the believer on this one. Um, I guess we're gonna have to have some type of balance. But yeah, right. I I I, be I definitely believe in it. Like. It's not. It's not the Virtual Boy. So it's it's gonna it's gonna be something. And it's gonna find its place for sure. Um. Yeah. It's expensive right now, and I, a lot of people are gonna buy it. Um. Mm. Not not everyone, but uh, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be to the point where your friend is gonna have one. Yeah, you know? Matt. Yeah, well, exactly. I'm going to be that guy. You are going to be that this, guy. Everyone's going to go to your house to play with your Oculus for a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Here's, here's the other thing is, looking at this article as well, uh, recommended minimum specs for the Vive is uh, a fucking GeForce GTX 970. Yeah. So I, I agree with George that this isn't necessarily a middle-class product at the moment. Like... Unless the literally the only 
entertainment thing that you invest in is your PC. Like you need a gaming rig already. Oh, we talked and about then this. You need to, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we talked about it. It's like th- this is not for the the yeah. people who you know who have okay computers. Like it's yeah. this is for people who are established. These are for people who yeah. already bought people their who... good build beast PC. Like this is not for you know the people who are like expecting to pay three hundred bucks for it or something like that. You know, this like, is this is for people who have to worry about income tax. This is yeah. This is not for people <coughs> who purchased Radiohead's nineteen ninety seven LP. This this is this is not a product. For people who drive with full <laughs> tanks of gas. Wait, the joke no. was that the, the album is called OK Computer by Radiohead. <laughs> I don't actually listen to them. I had to look it up to see if that was accurate. And also I said my thing the exact opposite. It's, it's for people who do drive with full tanks of gas. But anyways. <laughs> uh, um, Capcom is looking into solving that Street Fighter problem you guys were talking about earlier. Oh, yeah. The problem that the game isn't done. They are looking into adding an arcade mode, and that's the actual mm. headline from a Forbes article that uh, considering finishing the game. I, I just love that. That's ahead in twenty six. Capcom is looking into adding arcade mode for Street Fighter Five. Yeah. Oh my god! Like like they like it was a like they thought about it now because people are complaining. Like isn't that the weirdest thing? They, they like got the memo and they're like, oh shit. Oh, we forgot yeah, we'll, we'll the arcade mode. Yeah, we'll, like, we'll, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll figure. We'll, we'll uh, let's just uh, we'll talk to our tech guy. There was For- a big uh, story mode plan. They're they're gonna try to do an MK9. Uh, yeah. Injustice thing where where the heroes are swooping around from match to match in cinematic cutscenes. Mm. But uh, I guess did, did arcade mode just seriously never cross their <laughs> minds? They were gonna do this big thing where. Uh, there was a lot of cool cutscenes and a lot of story, but instead they did none of that. And they, they gave us um, good, cool, or you know, paintings, you know, with little I words mean, at those the bottom. Are, those, they're cool images that would be included in like a website's like wallpapers section. <laughs> you know, that section that that used to be on websites that nobody uses. Mm-hmm. My wallpaper mm-hmm. is mean, a Super Bunny Hop logo. Good. What's yours? Uh, my wallpaper is, uh, uh, I don't know if it's a screen cap or a painting uh, from The Force Awakens where the the uh, X-Wings are flying across the lake and there's some kind of like, <coughs> this kind of like lens flary stuff going on. It's really cool. Sounds neat. So, Mets, what's your wallpaper? Uh, the Fine Bros. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. I, I, yeah, I could uh. actually do with having something probably more and more humorous, a little... Um, um, but the real debate is, yeah, exactly what Matt brought up: um, joke wallpaper or serious Fine wallpaper. <laughs> yeah, that's the real issue right here in the Street Fighter Five uh, debate. It's not really a debate; it's not finished. Yeah. The game's not finished. Well, you know, like just just to just to you know defend Capcom. You know, it's like I I'm glad at least the game is good. You know, what I'm saying at least the fighting is good. You know. Right. It would have sucked if they did all that and the game wasn't at least good. Um, yeah, no, it's, I, I just it's wish a mechanically I could play on... sound fighter. Yeah, I, it, the, it lags a bit, and th- that makes it worse that we don't have like something something good offline to play. Yeah, because it sometimes like I get into matches and it lags really really badly, and I'm like, ah, uh, nah. Uh-uh. Yeah, I wonder how much backlash there would have been for 
releasing it unfinished if the servers would have been immaculate day one because the servers were absolutely just like on fire day one like nobody could fucking play (laughs) at all i I always wonder about that because i I don't understand what developers go through when it comes down to uh, everyone trying to get online like that but it happens every time and it starts to get annoying like it's just like there's just no way to stop people like to to make sure that it doesn't go offline is it just because Mm. they can't they don't want to have enough servers or they can't like nothing can handle the the type of load of you know hundreds of thousands i don't think they can because it's very hard to predict how many people are going to buy something day one and also all the people who buy it that day are going to be on that day right like like on day two they might go back to work or something but on your first day of having a game is an event Mm. you you consume that purchase immediately like mm-hmm. unless you guys don't i, I don't know yeah, yeah. Uh, actually bringing it back to fucking d3 oh yeah i love that. that launched i remember waiting an hour at like one in the morning for the servers to fucking work so i could play with my friends um it, I have it happened very... with halo but for a, a whole month so yeah there's that yeah, i actually distinctly <laughs> distinctly remember i took the day off uh, when Skyrim came out, and I just spent the day in my room playing Skyrim. If I had had some sort of DRM or something and it fucked up day one, I would have took the day off and then been mad. Um, I have a scary thought, and that is, are we horrible, evil, hypocrite meanies for talking earlier uh, about how a game just needs a solid core central loop rather than story-based fluff? Mm-hmm. And now, well, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Like, I think mm-hmm. the difference is that there's no <laughs> solid way to like entertain yourself in a in a practice setting with SFI. I mean, I don't think. Yeah, well, that's the thing is, I don't think that that is a uh, a yes or no, a binary one or zero question mm-hmm. because you were also talking about a game that's twenty five dollars and can be played anytime versus a game that's sixty dollars and literally could not be played upon release. Um, How did Rocket League get away with this problem? I mean that, that has no, a solid core central no loop, but there's also it little to no slow. content around it. It was a slow build up. Like no one cared about Rocket League until later on. For a couple yeah, days, the, I think. Well the, the the I mean the major difference is that Rocket League is a twenty dollar game that isn't like a super hype release in a long going series that's gonna be at Evo. Of course. Yeah. Rocket League is just as far as most people knew at the time, soccer cars on Steam. And also, it didn't have this massive launch that fucking failed because of bad servers. It just like launched and people slowly started buying it and buying it and buying it because they knew it was a good game. If I mean, if Street Fighter V launched for twenty dollars, I'm sure nobody would be complaining right now. But yeah, sixty. You were, you were mentioning just, that earlier. Like it would be called Street Fighter V Online. Yeah, like six, like full AAA price game for just the online and like a and like practice mode is that's like already (laughs) that's already rough and then you take into account that the servers were not working initially like yeah i'm not gonna i'm not it it, kind of felt it kind of i think people are it kind of felt like the beta you know like Mm. being in training mode and getting matches like that's basically what the beta was right so yeah 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 (laughs) i just i just hope like all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, Street Fighter Five, yeah, 
bad release. We're just gonna scrap it and we're gonna go to straight from Street Fighter Six. <laughs> that that would that would suck, and I would be so pissed. I'm like, did I just did I did I just spend all this money for no reason? Yeah, but yeah, uh, I'm good. Okay, mm. okay. Uh, next up, we got War Inspector joining other side games to work on System Shock Three. This is like kind of a very super duper specific niche uh, story that appeals to like me specifically. I guess I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm I sorry. Never. I haven't played any of the shock games, so uh, I've been wanting to. What about Deus Ex? Nope. Yes. Uh, Ultima Underworld. No. Uh, a thief. No. Okay. Epic Mickey. Nope. Nope. Well, you are not familiar with War Inspector's Yuvra, then. I'm not. Have you ever seen that picture that has a quote that says it's a common misconception to attribute an entire game's development to one person? Quote says War Inspector development of Deus Ex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you ever seen that picture? No, I haven't. Okay, but that's well, basically, great. yeah, they War Inspector is a. Uh, 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 popular name hotshot one of the leads behind some of those super duper classic pc first person rpgs he is joining other side games where they're putting together system shock 3 other side was actually founded by one of his old colleagues at looking glass studios so you know the the band's getting back together system shock 3 is happening for real and it's not by some new team who doesn't know what a system shock is it's by the actual people which is going to be surprising. There's uh, uh, probably like no way I bet they could get Ken Levine on this thing. Mm. He did drastically drown, downsize Irrational in the past year and said they were going to work on smaller projects. And one of the like fan hopefuls was a System Shock re revisiting, uh, but but that seems to be happening elsewhere. Anyways, speaking of shocks, there's also going to be a re-release collection of Bioshock if a leaked rating is to believed, to be believed, that is. Ray. Uh, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, the, the, the Brazil Advisory Ratings Board posted their equivalent of, of an M rating for... for bioshock colon the collection which would be surprising if that was the actual final name but yeah i mean yeah that sounds fairly reasonable yeah I expected I, is anybody else sick of like people like keeping their hawkish eyes on trademarks and and ESRB ratings and like game <laughs> sites and then being like this is coming out soon just like can it just fucking come out yeah yeah like is there no fun in like being surprised by things anymore it happened with fucking Pokemon today oh yeah uh, oh dude, that's right you that's know I right. thought about people, the same moon, thing what you're talking day about day man and night yeah. man yeah people <sighs> found they discovered trademarks issued oh for God. Pokemon Sun and Pokemon Moon which you will know by the time this oh podcast goes up if that's true, because the Nintendo Direct is fucking tomorrow for us, but it was earlier today for you guys. Um, and it's just like, was like, were you so? Is it so desperate to like inform people that you know a thing that isn't known that you have to just like say, like, literally, we're gonna find out if it's true tomorrow? Yeah. Like, if if Sun and Moon is true, then I'm going to be pissed that people fucking leaked it a day early. Because it would have been cool to come out of nowhere and been like, 
oh, dudes, po- new Pokemon games, and they're named this and that, and then you see the trailer, but now it's just going to be like, now that event is, is the thing true or not? So, yeah. a- aka not fun at all anymore. Man. Fuck you guys, and fuck data miners too. Fucking ruining games. I miss being Fucking surprised. whippersnappers. I yeah, find I that it's too. easier to be surprised by just not engaging in the system. Yeah. You should give it a try that- <laughs> when you, uh, if, if the, if you stop, if you stop interneting, I highly recommend just not engaging in games media. It will make games more fun. I mean, I hardly engage in games media to begin with. Like all I really do is watch like other YouTubers, maybe listen to like a couple podcasts, but like, man, I just miss, I just miss the time when it was like a game company could actually just surprise you with a thing. What was the last surprise you guys can remember in recent memory? I was going to say Fallout 4, but we knew like two months mm-hmm. in advance because someone figured it out, leaked it. Resumes, citing work on it. I, I could say Gears of War coming back and being remastered was a surprise, but I feel like it, <coughs> I feel like I got spoiled on that too. Uh, so. You know what I was surprised by was uh, Bayonetta in Smash. Yeah, that's the last thing because I I was gonna say I was looking like trying to remember the characters and I I was informed about Cloud in advance, but and then I don't care oh. about Corin. Cloud was a surprise. Cloud, yeah, Cloud was a surprise for the, for most people. Ryu wasn't because Ryu and Roy people fucking data mined. The, the patch the day before the direct and found all their voice files. Kingdom Hearts 3. I lost my mind. I, I lost oh, yeah. my mind. I was and like... the Final Fantasy 7 remake. Yeah. The, 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 that, was, that was a good press conference. <laughs> I was like, yeah. what? You see how people look back on those and they're like, man, wasn't that cool when they said that thing that we didn't know was going to happen? Exactly. Fucking just leave it that way. I have a really specific one. And that mm-hmm. is the Shadow Complex PC version <laughs> being announced at the Jeff Keighley Awards and also released for free at the Jeff Keighley Awards. For the rest of the month of yeah. December, you could download it for free and no one like there weren't any leaks. There weren't any hints leading up to it. And this is like an obscure but well-loved game from 2008, just like coming up out of nowhere and then being given away in the same breath on the stage so that was uh that was that was fun the keyword fun you know mm. what's that not knowing these things ahead of times makes games more fun mm. weird so that's the podcast everybody yeah yep. i'm sorry for saying fuck everybody at that last part but but it gets but me royal royal data miners need to chill yo yeah that's why that's why i had so much respect for like uh um, Binding of Isaac Afterbirths and they did the the augmented reality game like there, all the stuff that happens in that game there's it just leads you to an augmented reality game and there was this huge thread on Reddit that was or on Imgur that was like deciphering the the Binding of Isaac thing because they data mined the first um, when they launched Rebirth they data mined the character The Lost and so Edmund was like, no, fuck you guys. <laughs> You're not going to data mine this shit. I'm putting it in real life locations that you have to go to. So fuck you. And they did it. And it was cool and fun to read about. Go figure. So much extra 
work to go to though to just make an announcement of surprise right like if like, only people could just stop data mining so if i want to make an announcement of surprise you're telling me i have to turn into a machiavellian bond villain leaving a subtle series <laughs> of clues about my real life conspiracy theory in real Dude, life have you read the thread about <laughs> the afterbirth arg no i want to now though oh my god the level of depth the level of like obtuse shit that connects in that is like there's some numbers you can find on a texture at one part in the game <laughs> that are are the date of a thing that ed tweeted and you that tweet references a video that he was in where the first song references a movie for the that has the same first song it was it's like it's not exactly that but it is that level of like how the fuck did people figure this okay, out but where were these people 20 years 30 years 25 years ago when mortal kombat 2 came out and there were new secrets in that game revealed like this week yeah yeah i heard about that <laughs> there's some like ed boon menu or something mm -hmm. interesting so that's like life's full of surprises one mm. would hope mm. <laughs> <laughs> anyways yeah we're, yeah we're gonna wrap up and head out and okay. try to try to get well soon yeah uh matt's gonna <laughs> yeah. get naked and strip and take a shower and then oh, walk back yeah. which i mean when you said on twitter that you got when you were delirious and stripping naked you didn't say in the bathroom to take a shower like that's, yeah, that's, that's significantly on twitter, less. you know <laughs> that's what happened you left yeah. out the detail that makes everything you just said a normal thing <laughs> to do every day yeah, yeah pretty much yeah 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 so so I just well I mean I stripped I stripped naked before I, I, I went inside the bathroom. Oh. Oh yeah. so He was just doing it chronologically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so you were I, naked like before. two percent more than usual. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so Matt, whenever you're not two percent or a hundred percent naked, uh, where can we find you? Um at youtube.com slash Pokemon Bush. God fucking damn that, it. That's oh, the gross. new that's the new Pokemon that's coming it's out. It's not Pokemon it's Sun, not. Pokemon it's Moon, not. and Pokemon Bush. Poke, what about Pokemon? It's kind of like the Pokemon Yellow and the Pokemon Green of uh It's youtube.com slash Matt Visual. My favorite. <laughs> it's on Twitter he's Matt underscore visual. <laughs> Pokemon Fern has the least amount of Pokemans. Why would you buy that one? Pokemon? Oh god. <laughs> well, well, George is dying and Matt's trolling. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SunderCR. Oh, God. Or on my YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash SunderGamer. Um, and George, before you die, where can they find you? Bunny Hub Show. <laughs> That's on YouTube. Yeah. <coughs> at, at Super Bunny Hop on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. When I was doing the Super Hot review, I had a little shot glass of salt water that I would gurgle. Oh. And then spit into a different glass next to the mic. It was really gross. You guys all know that mm. now. Oh. That's like your uh, that's like your your witness piss bottle story. Except I didn't have a witness piss bottle story. Thank you very much, because I'm a normal person. I do have a witness take a picture with the camera and run it through Photoshop for like sixty goddamn puzzle story though. Mm. But yeah, anyways, you told that one. I did. I did. There's no new ground to cover here. <laughs> Good goodbye, everybody. Anyway, share us with your friends. Don't share us with your mom. Uh, yeah. Rate us five stars on iTunes. Uh, 
look at all the things we told you to go look at. Draw fan art of our 